Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, this is Harriet and I will be reading for you today. This Monday, the 22nd of January, or the 12th of Shvat on the Hebrew calendar. This week we are in a parasha, or portion from the Torah, which is called Beshalach, and that means when he sent. And the scripture reading from the Torah is Exodus, or Shemot, chapter 14, verse 9 through verse 14. Please join me in blessing the Lord and thanking him for giving us his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. So let's start in Exodus 14. But the Egyptians pursued them with all the horses and chariots of Parot, as well as his charioteers and his army, and overtook them as they were encamped by the sea, beside Pi-Hahirot opposite Baal-Siphon. When Parot drew near, Bnei Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them. So they were terrified, and Bnei Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moshe, Have you taken us away to die in the wilderness, because there was no graves in Mitzrayim? Why have you dealt this way with us, to bring us out of Mitzrayim? Did we not say to you in Mitzrayim, Let us alone, so that we may serve the Egyptians? It was better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. But Moshe said to the people, Don't be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will perform for you today. You have seen the Egyptians today, but you will never see them again, ever. The Lord will fight for you while you hold your peace. That was Exodus 14, 9-14. Now we have the portion from the prophets, and we will read 1 Kings, or Melachim Aleph, chapter 2. Now when the time of David drew near to die, he charged his son Shlomo, saying, I, I am going the way of all the earth, so be strong and be a man. 
Keep the charge of the Lord your God, to walk in His ways, to keep His statutes, His commandments, His ordinances, and His decrees, according to what is written in the Torah of Moshe, so that you may succeed in all that you do and wherever you turn, so that the Lord may fulfill His word which He spoke concerning me, saying, If your children watch their way, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. Moreover, you also know what Yoav, son of Zeruiah, did to me, what he did to the two commanders of the armies of Israel, to Avner, son of Ner, and to Amasa, son of Yeter, whom he killed, shedding the blood of war in peacetime and putting the blood of war on his waistband and on his sandals on his feet. So act according to your wisdom, and let his hair, his gray hair, not go down to Sheol in Shalom. But show kindness to the sons of Barzillai, the Gileadite, and let them be among those who eat at your table. For they befriended me when I fled from your brother of Shalom. Also, behold... You have with you Shimei, son of Gera, the Benjamite from Bahurim, who cursed me with a grievous curse on the day I went to Mahanaim. But when he came down to meet me at the Yarden, I swore to him by the Lord, saying, I will not put you to death with a sword. Now don't let him go unpunished, for you are a wise man, and you will know how to deal with him and bring his gray hair down to Sheol with blood. Then David slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. The days that David reigned over Israel were forty years. Seven years he reigned in Hebron, and thirty-three years he reigned in Jerusalem. Then Shlomo sat upon the throne of his father David, and his kingdom was established firmly. Later, Adonia, son of Hagit, came to Bathsheba, Shlomo's mother, is your coming in Shalom? she asked. It is in Shalom, he said. Then he said, I have something to say to you. Speak, she said. Then he said, You know that the kingdom was mine and that all Israel looked to me to be their king. However, the kingship has turned about and become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. So now, one petition I ask of you, do not deny me. Speak, she said to him. Then he said, Please, speak to King Shlomo, for he won't turn you down, to give me Avishag, the Shunammite, as wife. Very well, said Bathsheba, I will speak to the king for you. So Bathsheba went to King Shlomo to speak to him about Adonia. The king rose up to greet her and bowed down to her. Then he sat down on his throne and had a throne set up for the king's mother, and she sat at his right hand. Then she said, I ask one small petition of you, do not deny. Ask my mother, the king said to her, for I will not turn you down. So she said, Let Avishag the Shunammite be given to Adonia your brother as wife. King Shlomo answered and said to his mother, so why are you asking Avishag the Shunammite for Adonia? Ask for him the kingdom as well, for he is my older brother, 
for him and for Abiatar the Kohen and for Joab, son of Zoroyah. Then King Shlomo swore by the Lord, saying, May God do so to me and even more, if Adonia does not pay with his own life for this request. Now therefore, as the Lord lives, who has established me and set me on the throne of my father David, and who has made me a house as he promised, surely Adonia shall be put to death this day. Then King Shlomo sent Benaiah, son of Jehoiada. He struck him down, and he died. Also to Aviatar de Kohen, the king said, Go to Anatot, to your own fields, for you deserve death, but I will not put you to death at this time, because you carried the ark of the Lord Elohim before my father David, and because you were afflicted in everything with which my father was afflicted. So Shlomo dismissed Aviatar from being Kohen to the Lord, so fulfilling the word of the Lord that he spoke at Shiloh about the house of Eli. When the news came to Joab, he fled to the tent of the Lord and grasped the horns of the altar, for Joab had defected to Adonia, though he had not defected to Avshalom. It was reported to King Shlomo that Joab had fled to the tent of the Lord, and behold, he was by the altar. Then Shlomo sent Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, saying, Go, strike him down. So Benaiah came to the tent of the Lord and said to him, Thus says the king, Come out. But he replied, No, for I will die here. Benaiah reported back to the king, saying, Thus said Joab, and thus he answered me. Then the king commanded him, Do as he has said, strike him down. Then bury him, so you will remove the blood that you have shed without cause from me and from my father's house. Thus the Lord will return his blood on his own head, because he struck down two men more righteous and better than he, Avner, son of Ner, commander of the army of Israel, and Amasa, son of Yetar, commander of the army of Yehuda, and killed them with the sword without my father David's knowledge. May the guilt of their blood return upon the head of Joab and upon the head of his offspring forever. But to David and his seed and his house and his throne, may there be shalom forever from the Lord. Then Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, went up, struck him down and killed him, and he was buried in his own house in the wilderness. Then the king appointed Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, in his place over the army, and Sadok the Kohen the king appointed in Aviatar's place. Then the king sent and summoned Shimei and commanded him, Build yourself a house in Jerusalem and live there, and depart not from there anywhere else. For on the day you go out and cross over the Kidron Valley, know for, for certain that you shall surely die. Your blood shall be on your own head. The saying is good. As my lord the king has said, so will your servant do. So Shimei lived in Jerusalem many days. But it came about at the end of three years that two of Shimei's servants ran away to Achish, son of Makkah, king of Gath. So they told Shimei, saying, Behold, your servants are in Gath. 
So Shimei arose, saddled his donkey, and went to Gat, to Achish, to look for his servants. Then Shimei went and brought his servants back from Gat. But it was reported to Shlomo that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gat and back. So the king sent someone and summoned Shimei. He said to him, Didn't I make you swear by the Lord and forewarned you, saying, Know for certain that on the day you depart and go anywhere else you shall surely die. You even said to me, The saying is good, I have heard it. Why then haven't you kept the oath of the Lord and the commandment that I charged you with? The king added to Shimei, You know all the evil, which your heart should acknowledge, that you did to my father David. Therefore the Lord will return your evil on your own head. But King Shlomo shall be blessed, and the throne of David established before the Lord forever. So the king commanded Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, and he went out and struck him down, so that he died. Thus the kingdom was secured in the hand of Shlomo. That was First Kings chapter 2. Now in the writings, we will read Psalm 93. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord has robed and armed himself with strength. Yes, the world is firmly established, unshakable. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their crashing waves. More than the sounds of many waters. More majestic than the breakers of the sea. So majestic is the Lord on high. Your testimonies are very sure. Holiness befits your house, Lord, for endless days. That was Psalm 93. And now we have come to the last portion of scripture from the Apostolic Writings. And we will read Luke chapter 18. Then Yeshua told them a parable to show that they should always pray and not be discouraged. He said, There was a judge in a certain city who neither feared God nor respected people. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him, saying, Give me justice against my opponent. He was unwilling at the time. But afterward he said to himself, Although I don't fear God or respect people, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice, so she won't wear me out by her incessant coming. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge is saying. Won't God do justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he be slow to help them? I tell you, he will quickly give them justice. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Then Yeshua spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous, while holding others in contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. 
The Pharisee stood and was praying this to himself. Oh God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, thieving, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and tithe on all that I get. But the tax collector, standing some distance away, wouldn't even lift his eyes toward heaven, but beat his chest, saying, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. I tell you, this man, rather than the other, went down to his home declared righteous. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Now they were bringing even their babies to Yeshua, so he might touch them. But when the disciples saw this, they began rebuking them. But Yeshua called for them, saying, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Amen, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And a religious leader inquired of Yeshua, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Why are you calling me good? Yeshua said to him. No one is good except one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not give false testimony, honor your father and mother. The man said, All these I have kept since my youth. When Yeshua heard this, he said to him, One thing you still lack. Sell all, as much as you have, and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But upon hearing these things, he became deeply distressed, for he was very rich. Gazing at him, Yeshua said, How hard it is for the rich to enter into the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Then those who heard said, Then who can be saved? But Yeshua said, What is impossible with men is possible with God. Then Kepha said, Look, we've left everything of our own to follow you. And Yeshua said to them, Amen, I tell you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who will not receive many times as much in this age and in the olam haba, eternal life. Then Yeshua took the twelve aside and said to them, Look, we're going up to Jerusalem, and everything written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be carried out. He will be handed over to the Gentiles, and he will be mocked and insulted and spat upon. After they have scourged him, they will kill him. Yet on the third day he will rise again. But they understood none of these things. This message was hidden from them, and they did not understand what he was saying. Now as Yeshua was approaching Jericho, a certain blind man was sitting by the road begging. But when he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. 
they told him that Yeshua Hanatsrati was passing by. And he cried out, saying, Yeshua, Ben David, have mercy on me. And those leading the way were scolding him, so he would be quiet. But he kept shouting all the more, Ben David, have mercy on me. So Yeshua stopped and ordered the blind man to be brought to him. And when he came near, Yeshua asked him, What do you want me to do for you? And he said, Master, I want to see again. Yeshua said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. Immediately the man received his sight and began following Yeshua, glorifying God. And when all the people saw it, they also gave praise to God. That was Luke chapter 18. However, if you are reading through the Apostolic Writings twice this cycle, this year, you would also read Colossians chapter 2 today. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that the Word of God will renew your mind and encourage your heart today. For now, Shalom from Israel. Until next time.